CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst from Patagno alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Andrew Ivins. We appreciate you guys joining us on this weekend, Saturday, July 1st. Drew, I know you got things to do. I got things I want to do. Wife wants to go antique shopping, so we're going to try to keep this short, compact, try to get through as many commitments as possible because this has become the weekend. Right into June, early July, 4th July, that's kind of been the target date. And at this time, a handful of names already jumping off the board, but I, I want to go. And I guess, Drew, let me let me get this straight. By the time we release this, all these names will be committed. Is that right? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, because I'm trying to figure out how to. So this is a this is a emergency podcast into one, right? Just commit Correct. rundown. Commit rundown. All right, so should we start with uh, Chacon McCroy, number three offensive tackle in the country? He's going to Oregon. That's one of our guys. Yeah, let's start there. He's he's the big splash, top 100 offensive lineman, commits to Oregon on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. Cooper, me and you are big Jaquan McCroy fans. Um, we have talked at length about the – lack of big bodies that can protect the corner and we think mccroy is one of the best we saw him at the under armor all-america camp in atlanta i saw him last summer at florida state's kind of elite camp i mean this is a big human and dan lanning and the oregon ducks continue to recruit nationally and more specifically so they continue to get these big point of attack players which are hard to find in the state of oregon I mean, he's a ma- he's a massive dude, six eight and a half, three hundred and sixty seven pounds, seven foot one wing, thirty six and a half inch arms, right? And you and I, on the record, we've always been a little bit skeptical about the arm length. You you even take an inch off that? That's elite company, right? Now here's the thing: we love him from a trait standpoint, and he is the type of guy that you're going to have to melt down a little bit. But you know what? He moves really well for his size. We saw it in Atlanta at the Under Armour Combine in February. He is a big, functional athlete. I think he's an above-average athlete. He needs to continue to work on his frame. And you know what, Wilson Love, close friend of mine, had a strength conditioning at Oregon. I mean, that's going to be a big project for him. But, I mean, these are the guys that are so difficult to get. His recruitment, I don't really understand, Drew. We talk about it from like a national perspective. It's a super thin market. Here you have this massive frame in the middle of Alabama. And the top schools were Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Oregon. No disrespect to the the other three contenders. It just would have seemed like he would have had a little bit more going on. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I love the player comp you have for him on the profile. Dewan Jones, former Ohio State offensive lineman right now with the, the Cleveland Browns. I, I think that is the t- – if you're trying to picture Jaquan McRoy, 
I think that works. And the phrase I like to use with him, man, is he extends the arc for pass rushers, right? That reach, you mentioned what, seven foot one wingspan. He just makes it that much harder to get around. It's like if you're, if you're, it's like rushing on a college three point line and then an NBA three point line. It's, it's just that much wider. He doesn't need the, here's the thing, right? Like if you're adequate in terms of physical traits, in terms of length, in terms of athleticism, like, yeah, you need to be a good athlete when you're going up against premier pass rushers on the edge. You, you talked about it, right? We talked about 36 and a half inch arms and we talked about a seven foot plus wing. So much more work to do in terms of if you're a speed or a quickness type of rusher. And then at the point of contact, that's a very difficult body to move off the point of attack, right? And he's not perfect by any means. He needs polish. We talked about him being able to control his weight. If you're Oregon, though, I mean, this is not even a question, right? This is a big win for them and and, and Dan Lanning. So and, love and this pickup. Yeah, last thing on it. I mean, Oregon didn't get a premier offensive tackle in the 2023 cycle. So that it was that much more important to get one here in, in 2024 because we always bring it up. If you're going to go into the transfer portal and try to get an offensive tackle, everyone's after them. And, and they got the kid out of Rhode Island. Uh, what, what was his name? Uh, Anya Cornelius. I mean, they beat out plenty for him, but you're not going to be able to do that every year. So big pickup for Oregon. I, I would try to toss out where their class is in the rankings, but so much movement. Top 10 class right now for Dan Lanning. Hard to keep up. I had to do the uh, David Polly Polly commitment earlier today and messing around with the class calculator a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Trojans are in there. They're in the top 10. <laughs> I have no idea where they are, but they're in there. Uh, all right, Drew. Kentucky? I feel like we haven't talked about Kentucky at all. They get a big commitment from Elijah Groves, number 14 linebacker in the country, 6'4", 215 pounds. You talk about a profile, three-sport athlete, guy that plays a little bit of positionless football on the defensive end, three-phaser as well, averaged 19 and six, not to mention three-and-a-half assists, two-and-a-half steals uh, on the hardwood as well. All-County Basketball Player of the Year. That's a Gabe Brooks statistic for our boy there. Uh, Drew, this one was kind of intriguing, kind of popped on our radar late. I think I was in, I don't know, it was either my my honeymoon or somewhere along the lines here in the last couple of weeks. Elijah Groves just kind of popped up on our radar, and he is uh, rocketed up the boards. But there was, this this felt like Purdue, right, from what I heard yeah, for yeah. a while? Well, that's what I was going to say. Elijah Groves gets on our radar and by all indications, it sounded like he was going to Purdue. And I was like, how is Purdue getting this SEC player from an S from SEC country? Like where where are where is the SEC? And then sure enough, Mark Stoops, Kentucky, they swoop on in, get Elijah Groves. I absolutely agree with that statement. Kind of a bit of a positionalist guy right now on Friday nights, kind of just does his own thing and He's the best athlete on the field at times, so he's allowed to do that. But I had to do the mid-spring report card for Kentucky. I think I gave them like a C minus. It was one of the worst grades out there. Since then, they've they've picked up some big commitments that nationally you probably aren't talking much about, but they've won some battles. And Elijah Groves is is definitely one of them. Moved into the top two four seven for us. He is a modern 
new age linebacker. We have hammered home, you know, how many guys in the 2023 NFL draft were prolific basketball players. Elijah Groves, one of the top basketball players in our top two, four, seven here for the 2024 cycle. I love their linebacker class. And like, I think Kentucky always gets these athletic freaks that can play that can run with the receivers in the SEC, but they can also tackle, you know, the, the, the big running backs, the rocket Sanders of the world. They also got uh, Antoine Smith committed. I, he committed in June. I think it was the second week of, in, in June. I think Antoine Smith might be the fastest linebacker in the country. I know a lot of people are probably raising their eyebrows. Uh, what about Sammy Brown and some of those other individuals? Antoine Smith ripped off a four, three, eight hand timed 40 yard dash. So like the group. And then, one other guy I'll highlight for them, Jaquavius Marshall, big, long perimeter corner. Sounded like he was going to go to Florida State. He committed to Kentucky last week as well, over six foot three and a half. So Mark Stoops, this is what they do, man. Get the guys in the program with developmental upside. But they definitely do deserve some credit for this this victory here uh, as, they, as we start July. That is a very nice pickup for uh, Big Blue Nation, as they like to call it. Elijah Groves, just one of those guys like – you know, Tennessee falls under my my area. There's one or two guys a year, I feel like, nationally just kind of slipped through the cracks, right? Elijah Groves kind of had a little bit of that feel uh, to him. All right, David Polly. I just got done hosting his commitment out of the state of Pennsylvania by way of Anchorage, Alaska. You don't hear very many of those stories. At the age of 14, David and his family moved to PA. His top three consisted of Penn State, Michigan, in USC. And I think at the end of the day, Sean Noah, Nua, excuse me, defensive line coach for USC and the Trojans was able to get this done. Drew, I, you and I sometimes were just forced to play catch up on the national scenes, especially outside of the, the top 250. This was a guy I had to get familiar with because of the commitment. I really like this take for USC. I get it. You know, especially we talk about at the point of attack, the West Coast. Those big bodies are hard to find. So when you have that connection, I'm all for it, right? And David Polly is a guy that he is a three-sport athlete, track and field, basketball. He's also a two-way guy um, at uh, out, of, out of the high school that he's at in Hempfield, I believe. And, uh, Hempfield, you're good. Yeah, in, in Pennsylvania. And, um, man, like when you turn on the tape, this is a guy that plays with urgency. He finishes. He's super sudden. He's got speed to power. And he's position versatile. It, this was kind of super sneaky. And you and I haven't talked because I just got done after this one. This this is a guy for me that we got to keep an eye on. I feel like it's there's a lot of these interior players that are outside the top two, four, seven that fit the bill of of what you just described. Like I do think that is a strength of this cycle. Like you could apply. Uh, Sean Seviano, who's he headed to Notre Dame, Jaden Jackson, who everyone's fighting for. No, absolutely a a, a nice pickup for the Trojans. And um, David seems like a guy who's not going to mind the new Big Ten travel schedule, <laughs> having having already lived in all different corners of the uh, United States already. What a great kid, too, man. Really enjoyed having him on. If you want to go back and watch that, that's on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. All right, carrying on here, Jordan Johnson Rebel, number 16 safety in the country. He's going to play his football for Steve Sarkeesian, University of Texas. Drew, I, I like this kid. 
strong like to me i see kind of like strong safety uh written all over him i don't know how high the ceiling is kind of see him more as a high floor guy you turn on the tape it just screams like football player can move him around a little bit tough tough and run support i think a really heady defender i it to me with these guys moving to the sec like i like this yeah and jordan johnson rebel somewhat i've had a ton of exposure to he was at img academy um i mean remember when we were talking about the safety that committed to uh, Ricardo Jones, who picked Clemson, like kind of always in the right right spot at the right time. Like you, you want that on the back end. I agree with your assessment, maybe more of like a, a box strong safety, but I think in some situations he could be possibly a, a nickel defender. Like you could, you could roll him in one-on-one. -on -one. I think where he excels is short area quickness, changing directions. Now he's under 5'11" you know, a guy that I think is going to need a year or two in that college strength program. But with it being a, a, a passing league and you're playing five, six defensive backs, I think he's a guy that you can not use him as a, a chess piece, but he can offer some some versatility right in your secondary. And uh, he follows the rule of thumb, Cooper, at IMG Academy, originally from Texas, going back to Texas. And it's been a big day for the Longhorns. They, they picked up some other guys as well. Uh, Parker Livingston, the wide receiver out of Lovejoy, he committed. Uh, Nate, no, Alex January, defensive lineman out of, out of Duncanville. I mean, we said, hey, when is Texas going to get this thing going? And uh, they, they, they are in full gear now. And I've heard some buzz that Colin Simmons, UT, I got a random phone call about that. I don't know why. I don't know why someone wanted to be like, hey, keep an eye on Texas for Colin Simmons. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian's got it cooking. There you go. So nice little update if you're a Texas fan there, especially if, if you're sick and demented and for some reason uh, listening to this recap on Saturday of July 4th weekend. There you go. Nice little <laughs> nugget for you. Uh, William Eccles, number 51 interior offensive lineman to Ole Miss. I, I'll say this, just kind of refreshing on him. I'm excited about his senior season. I think this is a guy that can continue to kind of move up the board uh for us right and, now and, and they're gonna play um, him on the d-line correct that i'm not I, uh, yeah I that's don't have clarification on that. i saw steve steve wiltfong and the guys at, at our old miss site had had written that up i mean william eccles we saw him at the national combine cooper back in in january he made the final five i think he was on our all combine team i mean he you want to say like functional athlete like he moves really well for a guy that is a, a, a shade under six three, you know, close to three hundred pounds, but that was like an egg bowl battle, right? Ole Miss, Mississippi State. You were getting see, into getting into it with some bulldogs on earlier this week. I, I I was. I was invited over to the message board, and we had a nice little conversation. And uh, to their credit, hey man, cooler heads uh, prevailed. So that was a good conversation, nonetheless. William Eccles, six three and a quarter, two ninety eight, six four plus wing. I'm honestly, I know you just told me this, but I'm a little bit surprised that they'd want to flip him. I mean, I could, I could see it, but I like him at offensive line as an interior offensive lineman. I kind of see guard center versatility, yep. Yep. Um, strong at the point of attack. It's got really calm feet. Either way, I mean, you kind of look at what Ole Miss is doing. You got Jeffrey Rush on the defensive side of the ball, Cameron Beavers as well, a little bit more of an unknown. Excited to see him in Alabama and Mississippi. I don't know, Drew, I don't. You know, maybe you're not as well versed on Ole Miss, but the general feel I get on them is they're pretty dialed this year in high school recruiting. Like, you can see the vision. Like, to me, the trench takes are very sound. 
It hasn't been like this in the past. It has not been like that. I mean, they've had they've had guys, but to me, top to bottom, you can kind of see what they're doing at every level. Can I go super off script, nerd, weird here? Let's do it. Well, they flipped this kid, Andy Jaffe, from the Tampa area, Clearwater Catholic. He was committed to Wake Forest. Guy that makes plays in all three phases, four or five kid on the lasers. It's like, to me, all right, they're, they found someone with traits they like. They like the football IQ, and they're going and getting him. And it just doesn't feel like last cycle Ole Miss wasn't in that market, right? It was more of, hey, let's go in the transfer portal. And, and then the strength of the class, like you said, Jeff Rush up front, Cameron Beavers, uh, Travaris Banks, a kid that got out of Alabama, second-level defender. You know, could be a linebacker, could be a safety. So Ole Miss in the top 20 right now as of this taping. I don't know what it's going to look like depending on when you're listening to this podcast over the next few days, but this could be one of their best classes in a while. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. All right, little Florida fa- flavor. Uh, to keep us on time here, Drew, if you're good with this, I'm going to bunch these together. Okay. okay. We got Ricky Knight, uh, the third number 80 athlete in the country. He's going to Florida State with Mike Norvell. And then we got Walt Claire Flynn, number 18, interior offensive lineman in the country. He's going to Central Florida. So outside of Florida there, a lot of activity in the Sunshine State. I, just general takeaways, maybe one-liner on each of these guys. Ricky Knight the third, uh, Another guy we saw at the National Combine, Cooper. I know everyone thinks we don't go out and see kids, but he, he was our defensive MVP for that day. I think he had nine interceptions over the course of the one-on-one session, which felt like it went on for three hours. I, I remember that day vividly. To me, guy that has the size, 74-inch wingspan, you know, over six foot, two-way player. I, I, I think Florida State, we keep talking about them getting more and more involved in South Florida. This is a guy that they go down and they, and they get from the Palm Beach area. I think my big question with Ricky Knight is that foot speed, you know, how fast is he? But he he's physical, right? And, and he, he will come up and hit someone in the flats. Florida State also added D.D. Holmes, a, a, a pass rusher out of the DMV area. And just talking with some guys at Knowles 247, I think it could be a big few days for the Seminoles in terms of getting some other commitments uh, as we transition into July. Finally, Walt Claire Flynn Jr. I, you know, I, I threw this on here, July 1st, Cooper. This is the first day UCF is officially in the Big 12. And Walt, Walt Claire Flynn, we're going to see him at the All-American Bowl, a kid that's been on the scene forever. Uh, I think he's one of the top center prospects out there. Nationally, we saw him at the Under Armour camp there in Atlanta. And UCF, uh, you know, Early on in June, they brought in a ton of kids from Georgia, and I think it was a smart move. Walt Claire's the first one that jumps in the boat for Gus Malzahn, friend of the show, but certainly notable. All right, that was a pretty good rundown. That felt like back in the day. Remember we used to do that? It's kind of like <laughs> I just tee you up, and then I was like, boom, boom, boom. It's kind of what it felt like. Drew going back through the Sunshine State like he's, like he's used to. All right, Drew, good rundown there. A couple more, and – Georgia, they get on the board, and and Georgia just continues to steadily just do what they do, especially in the trenches. Michael, you and I, is that correct? I don't know. I just asked Lance. I just asked him in the text. Number 14, offensive tackle in the country. He pops to Georgia on Friday. Looks like Georgia sitting in a good position with Nair Daniels as well. He announces on July 7th. So Georgia in a good spot, some more SEC flavor. 
Braylon Staley, number 23 receiver in the country. He pops to Tennessee on Friday. I want to talk a little bit more about that one. And then Draylon Miller, I mean, one of my favorite guys to Texas A&M. There's a little confusion around that recruitment. I don't think anybody knew where Draylon Miller was going. And then Ivan Carrion, number 31 receiver, flips from Texas Tech to Oklahoma. Brent Venables stealing that from his good buddy, Joey McGuire. I mean, I guess Oklahoma's in the SEC now too. So that's a little bit of an <laughs> SEC rundown for you. Um, Drew, I'll let you kind of no, you kick pick. this one off. You okay. said you wanted to go on. Yeah, I'm gonna Staley. I'm gonna go Braylon. I'm gonna go Braylon Staley because uh, different players, but Tennessee the last two cycles now has taken a receiver that I think they've kind of like Braylon Staley was a guy that we kind of we've moved up the board because we like the athletic traits, and I feel like we felt early on that. But Tennessee's been with us every step of the way. It was the same thing last year with Nathan Leacock, right? And you kind of look at the profile of Braylon Staley, 48 plus in the triple jump, 11 1 2 in the 100 meters, which doesn't blow you away. But in terms of the lower body explosion, the leaping ability, there's a lot to like. And then you turn on the tape and you see it. Um, I like Braylon Staley. I thought this was an excellent evaluation by Tennessee. I think he, they, he fits what they want to do. This is kind of, I, I really like what they're doing with the receiving core. I mean, we talk about positionless football. You got Cam Selden, who played a little bit at running back, right, uh, during the spring. You got guys like Leacock as well, and then you bring in Braylon Staley. There's a handful of others uh, I'm sure I'm missing. So, I don't know. Tennessee, to me, like offensively, I don't, I don't expect any drop-off from them for years to come. Well, he's a playmaker, right? I like the tape on, on Braylon Staley. You pair him with an offense. You know, Jake Merklinger is obviously coming in after Nico there. Uh, Peyton Lewis, the running back they got out of Virginia. I, I, I like that. Um, the one I wanted to highlight is uh, you brought up I, Ivan Carry on to Oklahoma, correct? Correct. Another, another this the, the theme of this podcast is the National Combine. <laughs> like, see, we saw him in San Antonio in the Dome. And uh, someone that we we shot up in the rankings. I mean, his track and field profile is off the charts. Over six foot five guy that can do a little bit of it, everything. And Gabe Brooks, our, our Texas analyst, well, he was he, he mentioned to us, hey, he kind of reminds me of of Johnny Wilson, uh, the the wide receiver. So, no, I, I I think that's certainly notable. And then if you want to circle on on Georgia, I mean, man, they just keep reloading in the trenches. And, and I know the guys in Athens really, really are fired up about Nair Daniels. And what, Ju July 7th is the announcement for him? Correct. Yeah, I, I think UGA is sitting in a good spot there. Yeah, Michael Uwini. I believe uh, that's the the ruling that we've gotten from producer Lance, number 14 offensive tackle in the country. You start doing a little bit of a deep dive on him, six, seven frame. You know, the funny part about that, the comparison that I had for him was Bo Hewley from Langston Hughes <laughs> last year that uh, Georgia ended up taking as well. One of these, like I would put UNE in that day three raw developmental upside category that could easily easily find himself three to four years from now all of a sudden you're, you're kind of talking about him early round consideration right um so it seems like georgia they they certainly had their formula they kind of followed it uh to a t there draylon miller drew thoughts to texas a&m i think a lot of people feel as if 
Texas A&M's recruiting has dropped off, and then they just go and get an absolute dude at wide receiver in Draylon Miller. Love his run after catch capability. He kind of reminds me, you know, like um, play style wise, like Debo Samuel. I actually think he can transition to running back. I don't think I don't think um, I don't think Petrino and and Jimbo Fisher will will deploy him that way. I think they'll they'll probably use him in the traditional way that you've seen him more as kind of out of the slot. And I think he is somewhat of like a safety blanket there. And then a guy that is dynamic in space, but he plays like a running back. I mean, he is a physical runner with the ball in his hands, six foot, 190 pounds. He averaged 17 points on the hardwood as well as a sophomore. So three-phase contributor, a lot to like about him. He's a football player, right? Like if, if you're slapping that label on one of these guys and it's such an endearing label, like, hey, that's a guy on my board. I don't care what round we're in. That's a dude I want on my team. That's Draylon Miller, 100%. Yeah, Red Star prospect. It's funny you bring that's up that, that uh, Debo Samuel thing. I think a lot of schools are like telling these slot receivers, hey, you can come be Debo Samuel for us. But I think if you were to look at all of the wide receivers in the top 247 here for the 24 cycle, like Traylon Miller would be one of the ones that's closest to being able to to do that with the versatility. I have more confidence in the players being able to provide a skill set that emulates Debo Samuel rather than the coaches being able to imitate <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we can talk as much as we want at the end of the day. I, I truly believe Kyle Shanahan is one of the top two, three coaches in the NFL. Offensive genius uh, sees the, the game in a completely different lens. Drew, that's all I got, brother. I mean, we're under we're under 30, 30 minutes. We wanted it crisp. I wanted you to get you out of here, even though I'm going to see you in, in two hours. Um, anything else? You good? Yeah, man, it's just it's just wild. Like, what are we going to talk about during the early signing period? I don't know. I felt like this last year, you know? No, this is way more volume. You don't you, you don't think so? You got a you got a you got a better pulse on that than I do. You know, um, it feels like a lot, right? It just I, feels. I, how I about Twitter? Out of all the days to just be like, "Hey, man, we're shutting you down." Did you? I, I'm sure everybody's got that thing, right? Rate limit ex, exceeded or something like that. Yeah, I. You can only read 600 tweets or something if you're not subscribed. Elon just went rogue or what? I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is a college football podcast, like. A lot, of, a lot of going on with commitments, but today's also the first day of NHL free agency. And like, I guess people are freaking out about that as well. Yeah. Bad day for Twitter to go down. Yeah. You got producer Lance. Ivan, I was about to say first day of NHL free agency, one of the busiest days of the year in the sport. And uh, Twitter decides to, uh, to stop working. I literally was scrolling through this morning and it kept saying rate limit exceeded rate limit exceeded. You like, you know, try again in a moment. And I was just wanting to see what my devils were doing. You know, I know they were having a quiet free agency because they made all their moves already, but I want to see how my devils were doing. I want to see how your uh, Florida Panthers were doing. Um, but Twitter was shutting me down. I was trying to get onto TSN and watch NHL free agency frenzy, try to stream <laughs> it from Canada. Elon well, said uh, 45 minutes ago, rate limits increasing soon to 8,000 for verified, 800 for unverified. 400 for new on Yeah, but the problem is about? I'm on Twitter all day. I'm on Twitter all day. 
So it's like I'll get through those 800 tweets in a matter of like an hour and a half because you just like scroll randomly, right? And I don't know if those are all considered like tweets that you view. So if they are, well, when I got locked out of Twitter, when I got locked out of Twitter a couple months ago, I said Twitter was dying. I think it's dying. Is this a, um, is this like a, is this a temporary thing? Like, is this like we're going to wake up tomorrow and then it's going to be over? I think he, he tweeted out temporary. But who knows how long temporary is? I mean, temporary could be yeah. a year. Temporary could be five years, right? I mean, you know, how long is temporary? I think that's something we need to figure out. And I don't think we know the answer to that. So the boys are stressing over here. We're big social social media guys. For those anyone doing of you, anything fun for July 4th, we could talk about that. Well, I wanted to say this is a, this is not a video pod, but for those of you listening, I want you to know that producer Lance has a KJ Duff player tee on right now. <laughs> I Rock don't have a KJ Duff player tee on, although I am excited. My Scarlet Knights are able to get him. Well, uh, uh, Lance, my, my father is in town. We are fixing up my house. and Rutgers uh, alum, right? Rutgers Correct. alum. He keeps asking about you and Rutgers. <laughs> nice, nice. He needs to uh, tell him it's it's time to hop back on the back. Now, my question is he, and you don't have to answer this, he's, he's a Florida native, correct? No, he's from New Jersey, but. Oh, it, all right. Well, regardless, he uh, he should have went if he was in Florida. Rutgers played ba- uh, Miami in basketball last year in Coral Gables. I uh, he should have went to that one, but uh, I'm a, I'm about to put a rate limit on Rutgers talk on this podcast. <laughs> Come on, man! Leave, what do you want to talk LSU? We can talk some no, LSU. I can throw no. some LSU uh, info around. It's time to go. <laughs> My wife is patiently waiting. We got to go antique shopping. You know, nice nice little Saturday ahead of us. What you got, Drew? Uh, let's. I'm I'm out of here, Lance. Your July Fourth plans. What do you got? Uh, I'm going down the shore for all you guys who know New Jersey, Long Beach Island. I'll be there for a week. I'm taking off. What are you guys? What are you doing, Andrew? Real quick. Nothing. Yeah, we we are having a party at my house on Ooh. on the fourth. There you go. D- darts tournament, Jello shots. I spent two hundred dollars in different. I got briskets, pork butts. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Coop. I'm packing up the house, man. We're getting ready for Smashville. Getting ready for that new life ahead of us. Um, and then just watching golf YouTube videos. I've had such a bad run lately. It's been See, so Coop, awful. If you if you want to get involved in the hockey talk with us, you should become a Predators fan. I'll become a pre. I I adopt the community I live in, yeah. so I'll be a Preds guy. There you go. Love it. Who's a, who's my guy? Um, PK Subban was a Predator for a while. Yeah, PK Subban. That's my guy, dude. TJ Oshie. It's good. Capital, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know guys. I know guys too. All right. We did. We we good. We ready to get yeah, out of let's here. Get out. Done. All right, all right, guys. Appreciate you listening to the twenty four seven Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Happy Fourth of July. Enjoy it. Be safe. Shoot some fireworks. Like I said, be safe. And uh, for producer Lance, Andrew Ivins, and the rest of the Worcester Boys, we'll see you next time.